Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, and I'm joined by my lovely wife, Rochelle, as always. Shell, what's happening today? Not much, Mal. Well, actually, a lot. A lot's happening. I mean, it's been a busy week. You know, all of them are busy, but this one has been real busy. Yeah. Because we traveled last week. Yes, we didn't get in till Tuesday morning, I guess. It was, after, it was 1 a.m. Tuesday, after yeah. 1 a.m. Tuesday morning. We were scheduled to be home Wednesday afternoon. No, Monday afternoon. Monday afternoon. Right? Monday uh, afternoon. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We had a slight delay. We went, we were, uh, we went and took part in the, um, grill great sun sand sun and sand steak cook off in uh, green turtle key bahamas and it was absolutely wonderful it's i'm ready to move there just pack up all this crap burn it down <laughs> i don't care let's move to the bahamas and because i think i've got some bohemian blood yeah in me. it appealed to both my redneck side and my hippie side very <laughs> yeah. well i understand now what a bohemian <laughs> means it really means that you know you don't just get have, in a hurry. You don't get in a, don't get in a hurry. Love everybody. No laws. The only the only rule on that whole island was stay left, <laughs> stay left to live. That's the only law they have when you get there. Anything else goes. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> stay left when you're driving. Yeah, when you're driving. Well, yeah, yeah. Everything leans left down there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> because you get a, a golf cart. Yeah, that's you the only. Up, they give you a golf cart. No instructions. No rules, no nothing. Let me give you all my quick review of going to the Bahamas. Now, we didn't do it. This wasn't a resort. It wasn't one of those cruise yeah. ship destination places. This was an island. Well, it, it's called a key right off of Abaco Island, which is, I think they told me, the second largest island in the Bahamas chains. And uh, we flew into Marsh Harbor International Airport from Delta Airlines, which no problem getting there. Yeah. Uh, took a 30-minute cab ride, and then they put us on a ferry. Well, actually, you stop at this little shack, like the ferry shack. And, I mean, there's just a pool table in there, people hanging out, having drinks. You could get some food if you wanted it. But you wait on this ferry to come across the, the sea. Is it the Sea of Abaco? I don't know what sea it's called. But know. anyway, we load all our stuff. We climb down off this dock <laughs> onto a ferry. <laughs> and, then, and then we begin to pile in there with our luggage and everything. And then a bunch of locals show up with all their wares from the store yeah. and town. And this is the only means to get on the island Yeah, is one of these boats. There's no driving over there. There's yeah, there no was land a lady a plane that over there. owned a little store who was... You know, had all her supplies that she loaded onto the ferry with all our luggage and stuff. You know, oh, we had chickens, we had eggs, we had, st- <laughs> uh, I, mean, I don't know what all they had. It was coolers full of stuff, uh, you know, cases yeah. of Cokes. All this was stuff I guess we were going to buy that way. Yeah. We didn't know that at the time. We probably could have got a better deal if we'd have brought all that. <laughs> but we get to the island and we stayed at the Green Turtle Club, which was absolutely beautiful. It's, um, it's part marina, part restaurant, part bar. A bunch of little cottages, bungalows, mm-hmm. um, nothing super fancy, but it was, I mean, everything you got to think, everything they built there, they're built in the wake of a hurricane could come at any yeah. time, you know? Everything so was get, really clean and well taken care of, but it was like, A little you know, dated, I guess. A little dated, dated, a little cheap, a little like, Shabby you know, chic? Is yeah, that the word sheet. I'm looking for? I would say shabby chic. Yeah, but it was nice. It was nice. really cute, yeah. yeah. And so the town, that whole settlement was done like back in 1792 at Settlement Sign. So people have been living there for a long time, and it's just a little community um, that lives on this island. And all you do um, is pretty much ride around and and go to these little 
I wouldn't call them shacks. They're more like little buildings. Some of them. Boy, there was one or two that was a sh- Just a, a shack, shack on the water, yeah. yeah. But they had, you know, full re- they had full restaurants. Most of them had about the same menu. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of seafood, a lot of conch. All of them had a fish special every day. Um, the lobster there, what do they call it? Crayfish, but it's it was it's rock lobster. Yeah, they had those everywhere. Um, and of course, everybody had burgers and sandwiches and all that normal stuff. And yeah, that, you know, it was, everything was good. It wasn't no eating destination. I'd no, say. but but well, <laughs> grill grates kind of made it. I mean, we had. What was the highlight of yours? The cheeseburger party where we went out on the, the, the whole boat, the trip. boat trip. I enjoyed that we, because this is this was an event. You know, Grill Greats and the SEA put on this event. Um, it was a steak, steak cooking. Or, yeah. yeah, they did a steak cook, but they also did other things. They had a dinner and a welcome reception and a breakfast and a boat ride. And so you know, swim with the pigs. Yeah, we well, went to swim with the pigs. Walk on sand with the pigs, really. <laughs> The, the only thing walk. the pigs were doing were like pooping in the water. So I didn't. <laughs> They'd walk out there, poop, and walk back in. They'd <laughs> they nudge with you them. to give them some bread. But yeah, that was fun. It was fun seeing all that, uh, getting to spot some turtles out there, swimming yeah. sea turtles. Um, we saw a stingray. I saw a huge stingray, big as this table we're sitting at, swam right by me within. I could have reached out and touched it. And we found a lot of uh, cool live conch shells, mm-hmm. starfish. I mean, there was all kinds of stuff out there. That was that was probably my favorite part. That was my favorite part. Now, that was cool. The Burgers little beach, the beach, the beach pizza party was pretty cool too. Yeah, they um, and I was thinking, you know, we're going to go out to this beach and somebody's just going to deliver some pizzas out there. and We're going to sit around picnic tables and drink beer and eat pizza. That wasn't what it was. They set up um, Brad and his crew from Grill Grates brought out. If you've seen these event grills, like you can get at Costco or Sam's, mm-hmm. it's just a big a propane grill to to cook burgers and dogs or whatever on. Well, they had these. Uh, it's called a Blackstone uh, Pizza Box, I believe. I looked it up on Amazon. I thought it was the coolest thing. But it sits right on top of like a, a grill. It's made, you know, I guess whatever size grill. They make different sizes of it. But um, you cook pizzas in it. It's got like stone walls, stone bottom, and a dome, kind of a, a, a metal top to hold the heat in. And it's supposed to get the temperatures up between 600 and 800 degrees, according to their website. Yeah, he said he, he had... Two black stones on each event grill, and he said he had the black stones as hot as he could get them. So, Not I'm the black stones, the the event grills as yeah, hot as they could open, get them. Yeah. Because there's no actual heat con- uh, created in that black stone, right? No, it's just radiant yeah. heat from the just, from the pizza yeah, stones. It just takes it from the grill and turns it into yeah. yeah. And that, man, it. it makes a good little pizza oven. Yeah. I'm actually, I've almost ordered one, but I think I'm going to next week because I want to. You know, use it on my, um, I think it's going to fit the Napoleon grill I have out there that I, I haven't know. been using a lot, but it would be perfect to do the pizzas. Yeah. That's a good idea. <clears throat> but so that I knew I wanted to come back and do a recipe this week. And, I, and the, one of the pizzas that we had on that beach at the pizza party was a shrimp and lobster pizza. And I thought it was, man, it was just, it blew me away. It was so good. It was good. good, but it was simple. And I don't know if it was just because we were on the beach or the lobster and shrimp were that good, but I, I came back with the mindset that I was going to recreate or get to my kind of take on that simple pizza. Well, every time you go, every time you take a big trip, you try to like take yeah, something. Yeah, come up with an idea. Yeah. yeah, come up with a recipe idea while you're there. And that's the one that. If I thought I could find some conch, we'd be doing it. I don't think Arthur <laughs> Butler has. <laughs> you wouldn't want to eat them if they were in there. But yeah, that was so. That's what I. That was the inspiration for the recipe this week. Yeah. So and let's talk about your recipe. You came up with the idea. Uh, I, I'm assuming that was Chef Michael's from Grill Greats. His recipe. Yeah, I, I don't know where. I they, didn't really ask who recipe ask, was. There was a lot of cervezas. Well, there weren't cervezas. There were clicks. <laughs> clicks. Clicks. 
Clicks, Clicks and, and Sands. Sands. Yeah, that was that was the two local beers. There was a Rattler that was pretty yeah. good too. The little Rattler we called it. Yeah, there's a lot of rum. Lot you of drink rum. enough sweet drinks to do you. For I will a while. say this: things were expensive on that island. A, a, a case of beer was seventy two dollars at Bud Light, <laughs> and I got one every day. <laughs> <laughs> we only got a twelve pack every day. Is that what it was? Yeah. No, I bought a case every day. <laughs> two twelve packs. But not including the beer we bought in the little shacks and restaurants. It was just because our our thing was we were we, bohemians. I think that's what you do when you're there, Shell. We had a cooler of beer, and we would drive around and drink our beer, and then we'd stop at little shacks and like eat a lunch and have a few drinks there, and then I brought my little Bluetooth <laughs> Bose speaker and we put it in our golf cart and we tooled around that whole island and tried to tried our best to run a tank of golf cart gas out. We got closer than anybody else. I think we did. <laughs> we made more, you know, we made more laps around that island than anybody. But going back to the recipe okay. this week. So, so um, you made your own crust. I did. And, you know, I'm not, that's the first time I've ever really made pizza other than like the box stuff you yeah. did or mix up by the package directions. I, I, I just wanted a simple recipe. So when I got back home, actually on the plane, I was searching for just easy, Pizza dough recipes, and all of them were pretty close to the same. <clears throat> I wish I would have had some of that double O flour, like the Italian pizza flour mm-hmm. that, that uh, I see a lot of people using that. Yeah. I didn't have time to get source some kind. of that. Uh, I guess it's a different texture. It's yeah. finer. Some, something's, something's better about it. It Gives makes better crust. So I'm going to order some of that maybe. if I get that pizza attachment. Someone else was telling us about a real simple pizza dough that was. Dan Judd. It was just a two ingredient one. It was like flour and. Was it sour cream or yogurt? yogurt. Greek yogurt That's what it was. Greek yogurt. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't tried that one yet. But the one I did, I just uh, used your stand mixer, mm-hmm. and it was just a couple cups of flour. Of course, I had to put some warm water in there, activate the yeast, uh, pinch of salt, and flour. That was it. It was a lot easier than I expected. Yeah, it to I be. just let it roll in there. Um, one one recipe I saw said, you know, put it on low speed for a couple minutes, medium speed for a couple minutes, and then finish it off on high speed for till it comes to a ball and cleans the side of the bowl itself. That's all I did. Yeah. And then I, I turned it out and let it rise for an hour with a you know kitchen towel over it. But that was super simple. Mm-hmm. You could throw that crust together. Anybody could make that crust. And you don't even need a stand mixer. Um, you could beat it with a spoon and bring it together if you yeah. wanted to. It would. Yeah, you, know. you could. A lot um, of the recipes I saw did that. They didn't yeah. use a mixer. And you could also go ahead and make your dough balls, roll them in plastic wrap, and throw them in the fridge. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. They even, um, I even read where you can freeze them. I've never tried that. Really? The but dough you know, balls, like. The, the ball, yeah. And, and really, for the simple way to do it, you could just go to the store and buy one of those pre-made mm-hmm. crusts. And Which is I've what done, we do we, a lot. We do that yeah. a lot. I let Michael make pizzas all the time like that on the pellet grills. So I'll just have, we'll have some crust in there and some squeezed pizza sauce. And it does taste better when you make your own crust. I, I have think to so. say that the crust Well, what better. I liked about it is, is I could roll it out real thin and just get it as flat. Not like It wasn't crispy as, say, a cracker, but it was close. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, that's the way I like it. When yeah. I'm doing grilled pizza, it's not like I'm trying to get a you know this hand tossed, you know, Italian style that- or New York style pizza crust. I was going for that thin, like you know, personal. Is that would you call those personal like pyros or yeah, one of those yeah. you know brick fired pizza places where they yeah. do the little thin crust? That was what I was going for, and it turned out really good. Yeah, and um, we had a we did a few others where the crust we didn't roll it out quite as thin, so you got more dough. So you could really do it to your liking. Yeah. You know, I made two batches of dough because I had some other pizzas, and I knew Michael probably wasn't going to eat the shrimp and lobster. So, so I just you know we experimented really, and they cook so fast. This yeah. recipe was really a quick recipe if you have all your prep work done. 
Like you don't, I mean, you could have grilled the seafood or, or you could have just had it steamed at the grocery mm-hmm. store. They would have steamed the shrimp. They would have done that, you know, steam the lobster tails for you. Heck, you could buy that. You could I buy the pre-cooked. good because they'll season them yeah. while they steam them. You, well, know? You, you know what you could do is buy the pre-cooked uh, shrimp yeah. already. Yeah. So you don't, there's no cooking those. And you could just and use steam shrimp. The lobsters. You can yeah, use yeah. anything. You can substitute anything, but the lobster and shrimp grilled like that was really good. I mean, when I, when I, I cooked the more, I think of the recipe, I said one pound of shrimp. The ba- the bag I bought was almost two pounds, and I knew that I would have some leftovers. I want to eat some of it. Yeah, I mean it was. That, the, yeah, we ate a skewer. That would have been, been a good dinner. Just four lobster tails and a pound and a half of shrimp, and sit down with some butter yes. and maybe throw some potatoes or sausage or something. Just kind of have a, a little some low country wine, style. Yes. Yeah, heck yeah, beer. <laughs> but that, but anyway, <laughs> so I chopped the seafood into kind of bite sized pieces. I made just a white sauce, and it's a bechamel sauce that you add. It's, it's pretty much turns into basic Alfredo sauce. Mm-hmm. When you add the, the Parmesan cheese to the bechamel, and, you know, I let it get room temp so it was thickened up nice so it wasn't real runny. And then as it cooks and the cheese melts, it all comes together and kind of makes like a glue to hold that seafood. And there's, I mean, cheese, white sauce, seafood. Yeah. That's all it was in dough. And you could have bought a jar of Alfredo, like a high quality jar of Alfredo. I'm sure that's, I don't know if that's what they did on the beach or not. Yeah, I don't know. I bet you they did. I bet you they just, I don't know if they made Alfredo. I mean, when you're cooking for that many people. Yeah, you got to have it. But, and that would have been, I mean, there's some decent Alfredo sauces out there. That'd be easy to go ahead and buy that and Mm -hmm. use it. Get one of the higher qualities, you know, Mm -hmm. Alfredo sauce, drop three or four bucks on it, you know. But yeah, that was that'd have been a, that's really a good idea to buy the go ahead and buy the Alfredo sauce. Yeah, that really. I mean, you make if you did that and you bought your seafood ready to go, and you bought a prepared crust, take you ready to make pizzas. You could have it done in fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. It'd take you longer to get the grill hot than it would to cook the pizzas because yeah. they cook in about nine minutes. Yeah. I mean, it was nine ten minutes. They're done the whole thing, and um, I, you know I could have you know this is one of those you, you always ask me what would I do different. Um, you could have added some stuff at the end of that, like garnished it up a little, maybe some parsley or a drizzle <clears throat> of something. Yeah, you could do some, sweet chili or maybe yeah, you know, some kind of little sauce like over the top of it. Uh, in the video, I guess it was it got a little long. You cut it out, I yeah. noticed. But I took my hot sauce and then put that over it. And it was good. Yeah, and I had it sitting there. And uh, but like, what about would I get long winded? So where's why you cut that out? I mean, it was just it was already at ten minutes. There was a lot of steps, you know. By the time you yeah. made the dough and and grilled the, the seafood, seafood and, and chopped it up, there was a lot of steps. So it started getting long. And I tell you what, I about scalded the bed gum roof of my mouth. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Thanks for putting that in there, making me look like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the top of my mouth yesterday was still a little scorched, yeah, <laughs> blistered. Yeah, that was man. You wanted to eat it so as it come off, but man, you don't realize how hot that sauce and cheese gets, and it's it's like liquid lava. <laughs> it is, and it, it takes it a hot minute to cool down. Oh man, it did. I've made that mistake before and popped a piece of hot pizza, and, and you know, like that. Man, it'll get you. Um, you see, I knew going in that was going to be dangerous, yeah. and then I just come off of it. Screw <laughs> <laughs> the camera! I ain't doing it. <laughs> I set it down. It was still hot after that. The yeah. next bite, when I finally thought it was cool, it was still hot. <laughs> but that was—I thought it was a really good recipe. And yeah, I'm no pizza expert by any means, but man, that it's one good. was that one was good. It's not like traditional pizza, uh-uh. but it's something different, and that's something. It was. You know, very, you very, know my idea with them was since I, they had that beach pizza party. I was like, we could have people over, 
And you could already have your ingredients out there. Mm-hmm. And you could have that pizza oven rolling, have the egg rolling, or if whatever. If you had a, two or three of those event grills with those black stones on it. And you had, can turn out. You can turn them out. Heck, yeah. Because those Let things. Let people cook their own. Everything I read about cooking pizzas in those black stones is they cook in four or five minutes. So it's, it's you know, it's, it's that. Faster. Well, I was only cooking about 450. You can imagine if you're cooking 600 to 800 yeah. degrees, how much faster it's going to cook. And I imagine the crust is going to get a little better you know and you know you're gonna get a little crispy and a little you know i'm gonna tell you what was really cool that little tip where uh, i used the parchment uh, the butcher paper to put that crust on and moving pieces because some of the ones we played with trying to do them just on the peel with the little cornmeal that's a quick fail well (laughs) it's hard to get it up off the board you're working on yeah on you know onto the peel and then then, onto the peel and then the peel to the yeah, there's, there's professional pizza makers that can do that, but I well, didn't have, I mean, I'm not, I do better with the paper. Well, when I was, you know, I, Try. I put myself through college just delivering pizzas and working at pizza joints, but we always use those little, you know, mesh screens. screens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how we always did it. We didn't have mesh screens. Most people don't have mesh screens, but you can use butcher paper or parchment paper. Yeah, it worked. It worked great. Yeah. Another uh, a little trick I saw, I was reading about after I you know saw that we made the video and I was looking at that blackstone thing. Um, a tip on there was to to put the butcher paper or they said parchment paper underneath it first, and then as soon as the crust starts cooking, you can go ahead and slide it out at that point, and it's just sitting right on the stone. Yeah. But it, it lets it, it lets the crust get a head start and start to, you know, where it's cooked, and then, you know, you can roll with it. Because so, you can make a mess. Yeah, easy. Easy. Um, one thing I kind of like that you did was you seasoned the, the lobster and the shrimp, and even the pizza at the end, too, with a real simple garlic, salt, parsley, and crushed red pepper. That was it. That's... I mean, lot, I wasn't expecting it to have as much flavor it did. But. Well, you know, a lot, I got that idea. A lot of times you go to uh, these pizza joints and they'll have a little shaker of garlic salt mm-hmm. on the table and they'll have the crushed red pepper and all that. So I'm going to combine it and that's what I'm going to season the seafood with and just top it. That, I thought that yeah. was, I thought it was easy. Yes. And I had an extra thing of garlic salt left over from like Memphis and May last year that I never <laughs> opened. It was like this big container. So well, they give us some stuff. Yeah. 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 But that was a, that was, I mean, I could have used a, rub or something like that but i don't think it needed it Mm-mm. it just needed that little punch of garlic and then because i didn't put any garlic i didn't put any garlic i can't remember if i put a touch in the sauce or not i don't think i did i'm on the, on the recipe i know i used some white pepper and a little pinch of salt to balance it out but it could have had a, i think i put like a half teaspoon of garlic or something like that and in the there. white sauce yeah butter flour heavy cream parmesan salt pepper white pepper and uh, granulated garlic. Yeah, just a touch. Yeah, well, half tea. Well, that you could have used some of that there, the garlic yeah. salt, too. That would have worked to season it. But it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing that again and doing other style of pizzas just, you know, the same way. Yeah. But, One thing that we had an issue with was towards the end of our cook, our grill started losing its heat. How could you prevent that from happening? Um, Is there a way? You just have to get some more coal in Yeah, it. just pull your thing out. Once you burn it long enough, I mean... I, st- I had the grill going for a while. Yeah. And it- well, I mean, we managed to, to get it. Yeah, 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 we managed to get it, but it did start going down. The last one I cooked for Michael, it took it a little longer and, you know. The tip wanted to run about 350 at that yeah, one, so you yeah. lose a little bit. It's better It's better when you're, it's running 450 to 500 to me on the egg on a pizza with the stone. So could you cook that on any grill? As long as you get those temps up and, you know, and, and run it, if you can, if you can run it that high, when you get that stone hot, the stone's cooking the bottom of it. So having that around 500 is ideal to cook crust. 
So yeah, any yeah. any kind of heat you could get that stone that hot on would work. Um, Weber, uh, pellet grill, um, heck, any any kind of any kind of grill would work. When you and Michael cook pizzas on the on the Traeger or you know the any of those pellets, do y'all use a stone or do you just no? Put we it right just put it there? right on the rack because. But it's um, a pre-made yeah, crust. Yeah, yeah, it's pre-made crust. I've never done like a straight raw. That's a, that was a good try. See how it worked. Yeah, I probably want to put a stone on it. For yeah, them. yeah. It might fall through the grates. Yeah. Well, if you're using a screen, a, would work on that, you know? or the paper too. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know the thing about using those pizza screens is you could take the dough that I rolled out and then put it over the screen, and then you can trim the excess so it'd look more like a, a you know, a professional bought out, yeah. a bought out pizza. I like that. I don't mind the rustic. I do look too. Of I it. like the rustic look. It's different. You know, it makes it look homemade. It makes yeah, it look, yeah. yeah. It's a little. You get some spots that are a little more bubbly, and some spots that are flatter. Mm-hmm. So. You but, get more texture. But the crust had a really good flavor. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had a little yeastiness. It, you know, it, it had some flavor to it. It wasn't just plain old dough like some of those, like Chef Boyardee mix or whatever that yeah. is. That, you know, you can get out of the box or yes. some of those. Those are just, it's like just bread. This doesn't even taste like pizza to me. Yeah. This uh, this was much more like a pizza crust. It was delicious. I really will say that. It was very, I mean, those are kind of my things. I like seafood. I like White sauce. I love pizza. It <laughs> yeah, checks all the boxes, doesn't it? And it's cooked on the grill. Yeah, and you get a little bit of that grill flavor. Um, so I was going to talk about the uh, Bahamas and the actual SEA cook because sure. we went down there. I mean, that was we kind of went down there to cook a steak. That was an excuse that to was go premise. down there. That was yeah, that was just they happened. Yeah, but. It, you did go down there and cook a SEA steak, so you got points for that, right? Yeah, I get. I didn't. I got one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do so well. I'll come out and say it. I was twenty first, and I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I was 26. in the Bahamas, and I was on the beach. Yeah, twenty eight, I think. Twenty eight. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't dead last. That yeah. was my goal. I didn't care if I was dead last. Honestly, that was what the the, the steak cook off wasn't my main objective there. I was there to have a good time because it was February. We were in, in you know in the Caribbean. It, um, I wouldn't hear where it was flooding, and man, they had some really bad weather at home. Mm-hmm. Still, in the in the uh, rivers and streams and stuff are still coming out of their banks everywhere. I mean, it's still bad around here, but it was hard to come back. Yeah, literally, <laughs> they tried to keep us in the Bahamas. Um, See, so we they provided a Weber grill, a set of grill grates, a chimney charcoal and they did provide you a thermopan it wasn't a thermopan it was a it was something non-thermopan yeah, we brought a thermopan yeah i brought well first i'm tell you what i brought okay and i kept it simple i brought my thermopan because that's the one thing i want to cook with i brought me some twine to tie up my steak mm-hmm. i bought a little bit of ap rub a little bit of steak rub and a little bit of hot rub and that was it <laughs> that was all i brought and you brought some black gloves. Well, I brought me a, yeah, I, brought, I did bring some gloves and a glove And a liner. couple paper towels, yeah. I didn't bring enough paper towels. Uh-uh. We, you were scrambling trying to find some paper towels. I grabbed me. them out of the woman's room. But that was it. That was all, I mean, I, I came bare minimum, you know, and because you're right there on the beach, the hardest part of it to me was the the wind factor. Mm-hmm. The the sand, that's no that's no problem. Yeah. There wasn't sand blowing. Like I, I noticed a lot of people commenting that they, you know, you're going to have sand on the stake. And it wasn't that bad. No, that, that wasn't a problem. But the constant, constant wind blowing in made it a challenge, even to get the grills to work right. I mean, I had to hold the lid up. I mean, I put extra coal in it. I, I ruined the chimney you that did I had. Your because chimney. I had, 
Well, I couldn't, you know, I had a chimney full and I had it going, but there was so much wind, you couldn't block it enough. So what I did, I blocked it with charcoal. I kind of mounted charcoal up around it. Once I did that, it started drawing like, you know, awesome. <laughs> it was getting hot and it got so hot, it cooked the dugum handle off the <laughs> chimney. And so I don't, we did have, they did provide us with some heat gloves. Yeah. And I melted and you, through them. Really it was all I could do to get that chimney out of there and get it on the sand to cool off a minute. Did it burn you? Uh, no, no, it didn't burn me because those gloves protected my hands. But man, they were they yeah, were wrecked. They were burnt through. <laughs> I felt bad because um, they were selling those grills to yeah. locals. Like afterward, they come with the grill. You know, they come with the grill grates. They come with the gloves. They come with the chimney. Whoever got mine, <laughs> they were out of luck. <laughs> it did not stand a test of time. Those weren't the best but chimneys. The t- I but I will say know. this: that was a paper thin. It's I don't even know if I'd call it a chimney. Yeah, it was paper thin. I mean, you we got to work with what you're giving. You got to work with there. what you got. You know, in in a they said the the getting the Webers to that island was the hardest part about the whole event. And they're the, going to the, have it next year. Grapes, but yeah. They're not going to provide grills. You're going to be responsible for finding whatever you want to cook on, whether it's make you a. A uh, conch shell pit, <laughs> whatever you can make when you get there to cook a steak. That's the way they're going to do it next year, which makes it even more exciting, yeah. really. I, I'm excited about that. I mean, there's there's a lot of options there, I think. It makes you get creative. It makes it more challenging. It throws you out of your element, so you're not just always in your steak trailer cooking on this. Yeah, you know. yeah. You have to think more. Yeah. Well, all I did, I mean, for my steak, once I got my grill hot and I struggled to get, once I got the coals good and hot, and I spread them out. Well, the tip was doing fine, but then it kind of dropped down. But by the time I cooked, because I started about an hour and a half before I knew I was going to cook, because I knew it was going to take some extra time. And it was fine. I didn't know what it was running, but it was on the dial. It was, you know, 450, almost 500 on the Weber dial, however accurate those are. But it, it was fine to cook the steak. Got beautiful grill marks on it. I seasoned it just with the AP in the hot, a little steak rub. Um, Oh, I did. When I got on the island, I bought some butter. I bought some. They had Kerrygold butter on this little island, and everything on the island was three to four times more expensive than you would find here in the states, except the Kerrygold butter. It was two dollars for a stick. <laughs> it's cheaper. I was like, yeah, I said, man, I could make. I mean, back home we pay five ninety nine, four ninety nine, five ninety nine for that at the grocery store. Yeah, I don't know why that butter was so cheap. Yeah, maybe maybe cat fell in the churn. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, well, that cat butter worked out. Well. It worked out, yeah. Well, that so was the problem. That was the problem. <laughs> well, I, I put the butter in the pan. Well, it's warm outside on the beach, so it all kind of melted, and the glove got in it, and the pan <laughs> turned over, and I lost all. It was just a that was a fiasco with the butter. After you'd burned the gloves, you soaked them real good in some very cold butter. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Whole time they're filming this, I'm sure. So there was people everywhere. And I, well, I'm and I'm talking about I'm selling grill grains. So I'm there, everybody. <laughs> yeah, demos. everybody's coming through because you know they've never seen a steak contest. Yeah. You've got a line of 25 Weber grills lined up, just bam, 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 and bringing me beers left and right. <laughs> so was, people, people are you know like. Walking around saying, what What are you guys doing? How do you do it? You know? Yeah. Oh, no. Is it was, what y'all do for it was awesome. I would yeah. do that again. I mean, that that, I hate it. that that was some of the most fun I've had cooking steaks like that. For one, all our steak cooking buddies. I mean, I'm right beside um, William oh, Mann yeah, and his wife. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Carrie Luke and her husband. And, I mean, we're all Bill Bond. We're all, I mean, uh, Robert Perkins. And we're, we're yeah. right there. Bam, bam, bam. Chuck. Chuck, yeah. I mean, we're elbow to elbow with each other. And I'm walking over trying to see what their girls are doing. They're seeing how everybody else's fire's going. And 
Yeah. We're trying to cook these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But man, that was that was fun. I'm telling y'all, next year that if, was fun. If that contest happens again. Even if it don't, go down there in February. It's a beautiful <laughs> place to be. But if that you got. I said we got one. unseasonably, unseasonably beautiful weather. Really? Yeah, like it was a little warmer and a lot more beautiful. Well, than they said bring a light jacket. There, man. We yeah, did, you didn't never need it. needed a jacket. I mean, it wasn't hot. It wasn't like you know, you never got too hot or mm-hmm. anything. But it was just there was beautiful. one night the water, weather. The water was a little chilly, but once you were in it, it was fine. Yeah. But we didn't get in it too far anyway. Wait, yeah. I didn't go out very far. Some people went snorkeling and all yeah. that. And um, I just waited around and, and looked for creatures. <laughs> A lot of uh, people asked when we were posting stuff, why didn't you tag Weber, Weber or give Weber any love? Well, Weber didn't supply those. No, Brad bought uh, – Ace Hardware was the one that helped them with those. It Was it? I, he had to buy them, and I, hope, and I hope Brad got a deal on them from Ace, but uh, – yeah, Weber, they couldn't do it from a legal standpoint or so. I think they wanted to. No, they said they w- couldn't promote an event that was using grill grates. Or they couldn't be part of an event that was Something like that. I don't know. Grill I don't know what the problem was, but we used, everybody had, they had 20 something Webers there. Yeah. 25 or something like that. Not next year. Yeah. Weber, you lost that. <laughs> they should have. Maybe, maybe we get PK on board and they'll ship some out there. Man, do you know how hard it'd be to ship all them heavy PKs? No, PKs aren't so heavy though. Still, it'd be hard. It'd be hard. I got to figure out. I think what I'm going to do, honestly, is go buy um, one of these little tabletop Webers. Have you seen those? Yeah. Make us. Brad makes a set like of grill grates for. Them. Yeah. And uh, my buddy Mike Brinkman, Uncle Pookie, he cooks on one for SEAs, and it would sit right here on the table. Yeah. And it's I could you know take I put it together when I get there, and just take it over there, put it in a tote or something, and that's that's my that's what yeah. I'm thinking next year. I'll have to – surely I can find some charcoal or something over there. I saw some charcoal in the store. I don't know how much it is, but it'd be better than trying to drag it to the airports and all that. Yeah. Ooh. We'll figure that out. We got time. I got a gear to plan it, and yeah. it's already on my calendar. What was your favorite thing you did while you were there? We kind of talked about that, the boat ride. Yeah, that was that was probably the highlight of mine. Yeah. It was like a four-hour cruise Tour. to see the pigs and to go to the – and we had – you know, they took those same event grills, and I guess they put them on these other boats yes, they and did. took them they over to another them. island. It was like a vacant, a vacated island, I think. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't inhabited. I think was it was it? like a picnic island, yeah. Was just it? a little island. They, they had some picnic so they, they, tables and stuff on, yeah. They set up those grills and cooked cheeseburgers, so you really did have a cheeseburger paradise. Buffett style. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. It was. The burgers were good, but I have a video of them loading those uh, event grills <coughs> onto these little ski boats. See, you know, yeah, yeah, kinda, time, yeah, yeah. console boats and driving them back to the mainland. We got to get all that up. We got some I'm pictures. Working. I've got a cool video I did of, of, of a guy named Chef Eddie Bodie, Eddie Rock. He's the local conk guy and he has a stand. And I met him and kind of became friends with him, friended him on Facebook. And he did a demo for us at the club that night about how to actually clean a conk, how to get it out of the shell. How to, you know, clean it up, how to prepare it. They make, they make what they call conch salad. It's pretty much conch ceviche. Yeah. Where, you know, you mix it with onions and peppers and tomatoes and lime juice and the lime juice cooks the conch. And man, that stuff was good. It was good. Um, it was real good. And I went back, I even went back to his stand. You know, we drove back over there that Friday after the boat ride. And how many uh, conch pistons did you have? <laughs> four. <laughs> 
So, yeah, so that's a thing, too. Okay, conch okay. pistols. I didn't know anything about conch pistols. but Is it pistols or pistons? Pistol. Pistol. Yeah. Is a conch pistol. Yeah. Okay. And it's supposed to make you strong like bull. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it said it's Caribbean Viagra. Yeah, it's... it's or Bohemian Viagra. It would anyway, that's like the thing. A... They're feeding them to women. They're feeding them yeah, to whoever. Yeah, whoever was brave enough to eat them. You had to... You, it was... It was pretty it much like a, salty, I don't know, a salty jelly worm. Like, have you ever had a gummy worm? It's more like a half-cooked spaghetti noodle to me. And you just <laughs> swallowed it. You put it in your mouth and swallowed it. Cheated a little bit, swallowed no, it. No, there wasn't no chewing it. It was, I didn't try to bite it. I did. did you? I cheated up. It was, that's something I've never done in my life, and I guess I'm glad I did. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't go out searching for more confidence. <laughs> I'll say <laughs> that. Bad. Yeah. I didn't think it was bad. Um, I don't know how many of them you'd have to eat, but <laughs> <laughs> pigs on Piggy Beach were not that great. <laughs> no, they were. They were I hogs. was very excited to swim you with some they were pigs, be like these Wilbur style just, Charlotte's Web pigs, like and, petting zoo pigs or something. Yeah, come, yeah. yeah. we were going to be best friends, and no, that ain't how it worked. Uh. Uh-uh. The pigs, they would have just assumed ate us and then took the boat over and got off that island. I don't think they were happy to be there. I think what they did, they they, they figured out that tourists would pay, would pay to go see some pigs on the beach. So they just, every little island, somebody's caught them some pigs and turned them loose on it. Yeah, we weren't on the official pig beach. Yeah, what was this one called? Piggy the, Beach. Piggy Beach. Yeah. No Name Island is the name of the island. Oh, really? Yeah. No Name. Um. Who won the contest? Luke oh, Miss Carrie. Carrie. Carrie Luke. Yeah, yeah, she won. She had a good-looking state. The thing was, I didn't get to try mine, so I don't know how, how good it was yeah. in 21. Yeah. Because and they, it did not look good, because by the time we got it in the box, and we, the wind was blowing, and we ran out of paper towels, and... It was just in a box. Yeah, it was just a steak in a box. But I but they took our second steaks, and they were feeding them to all the people that were just gathered up watching at this yeah. bar we were cooking at by the beach, and... So normally I get to try my second steak to see if I need to adjust the seasoning on the first one or something, but that wasn't the case on this one. So it was just yeah. pretty much I just went there and cooked two steaks right. and just, let, let's go back to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a good time. Had a great time. That was that was a highlight. I mean, that's a trip will go down forever in my yeah. memory. Is one of the best, probably the best steak cook off I've ever been to. I've been to some good steak cook offs, but I enjoyed the privacy of that island. Yeah, and how. It's not like any other place, any other. Uh, We've only island. been to resorts. Yeah, and it's like there's a big separation between the tourists and the locals. Right here, the you know, it's just like at home. Like the guy that might have been serving you a beer last night at this little beach bar is now sitting beside you, hanging out. You know, having a beer with you today. Yeah, yeah. It's it's more, much more like home. Laid back lifestyle. Yes, too. and just. I can get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I love the boat ride, but I also like just driving around the island. Yeah. Listening to music on my little golf cart. Looking at wild chickens. Yeah. Friendly little. They just had chickens and cats. That was, was the only. wildlife on the island. Yeah. <laughs> wild chickens <laughs> and cats. Um, but big thanks to Brad and Susan from Girl Greats, the whole Girl Greats Chef team. Um, Ken, Brett, and Danny from SEA. All those guys for putting that together. That was a yeah, trip of a lifetime. All right. And I didn't talk to anybody. I don't think they had a bad time there. Yeah. So that was the Bahamas trip. Can't wait to go back. Last week, last weekend, or last, your recipe for last week was deer filet. Um, and so our new 
segment is for you to answer some YouTube questions. All right. Did I get some good ones? YouTube questions and comments to just get your answers and your response to. Well, the main one, the prevalent one, you know that meat has chronic wasting disease. Mm, Uh, I don't mind doesn't. I haven't tested. Zombie meat. Do you really have it tested? Yeah, they send it off. They send off every one of them from the processors now. It's not mandatory, but all the guys that are doing processing, yeah, yeah, the reputable ones, have all the meat checked. But uh, that is a it is a problem. They um, chronic wasting disease as far as you know affecting deer population, but it has they still haven't proven that it's transmissible to humans. They're it's a concern, and that's why they're worried about it. Because they don't really know. Yeah, for sure. because I mean, it's it's not for sure, but it's, there's never been one case where that disease has transferred to a human or you know anything like that. So as far as the safety of that meat, I'm not worried about it at all. Now I have seen recent because I keep up with this stuff. I mean, it's a big talk. If you're a hunter, yeah. you know what's going on. It's affecting a lot of our rules, a lot of regulations, and we're worried about the herd. You know the population. We want to be able to hunt for years, and our kids to hunt. Um, so it is a it's a big deal. But they they're doing a lot of testing with it, and they have they've managed to uh, pass it on to rats. But what they did, from what I understand, is they took a bunch of the brain matter from some infected deer that they knew that had CWD, and they were shooting they were shooting as much as they possibly could of that brain matter into the brains of these rats. So then they're trying to, like, I mean, if if you took some, now I wouldn't take a deer brain and fill it up with a syringe and shoot it into my skull. (laughs) I wouldn't do that. I mean, I ain't that crazy. But as far as eating the meat, man, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't, for one bit, hesitate to eat deer meat. I love deer meat. And I, and that's not going to stop me from from hunting, from cooking. Very, very precautious. Yeah, with everything I do. If the meat doesn't look right, I mean, that's... There's what I've seen a lot worse deer meat than what CWD's done to it. Yeah, they can get it's a wild animal. They can get all kinds of things, but as long as you know how to, to properly process it, as long as you're you know cooking it, and and I cooked it to a safe temp. I mean everything you know it was fine. That, that was backstrap. Somebody I said mean, the only way to know it's safe is to cook it to 212 degrees. To that was a boil it, to get, boil it, get it to the boiling point. That was somebody didn't say that to get it to 212 Someone degrees. Comment was. I'm not sure, but I don't think that'd be very tender. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was ultimately tender. <laughs> no, the 212 degrees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be very tender at 212. 212 degree deer meat, huh? It looked like charcoal, I imagine. Oh, it would be so dry and just, I don't know. You've had pork when it got up over 200, how it starts to get that mealy texture to it. I can't imagine what deer would be like. It's so lean. I didn't know. I mean, I'm I'm very aware of the chronic wasting disease just because of listening to you boys talk and. You're not watching all the shows I watch. Yes, exactly. But I'd never heard it called a zombie disease. So when all these combats started popping up, I'm like, is there something I should be worried about? Because I ate a pretty good bit of that deer meat. Well, it's kin to mad cow disease. And so if you think about the way that affects cows, and they have had that transfer to humans before, but it's. um, I don't know if there's ever been, I don't know how many cases there have been a mad cow in the States. I know it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. pretty prevalent overseas and has been. And they've actually had a herd, I think it was reindeer over in Europe somewhere that got CWD and, and wiped, they had to wipe out the whole herd. And, and they thought they had had it stopped by eradicating it. And it didn't, it didn't, it still didn't yeah. stop. This, this disease has been around 
probably as long as there's been deer. I think it's nature's way. It's God's way of controlling the population. When, when you let, when you let an animal get out of hand, like the, like the deer, we've got so many of them, there's going to be diseases. There's going to be stuff to put them in check. And That's what somebody I mean, commented. Scary th- well, I guess the scary thing is, is the humans are probably more, more prevalent than two. Two, so we've got to have a way to, we got a disease that keeps us yeah. in check. So <laughs> if I'm going to die, hey man, I'll be a zombie deer. Hell. <laughs> Um, somebody did ask this question. They said, I'm not against hunting, but they were wondering how taking some from the wild will help in conservation. Because it controls the numbers. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. It keeps them from getting yeah, sick and you, overpopulated. Exactly right. Resources you, you, have, you, have to, you have to manage it. I mean, that's that's the way it's been. We've been hunter-gatherers, you know, ever since we've been men. Yeah. And that's that's what happens. You, you take you take some away but so, so there can be more made. You know, we're not talking about hunting them to, you know, eradication, you know. But we're just you, – you have to take out some of the animals every year. Yeah. It just works like that. Especially, Same with fish. Yeah. I mean, Especially the anything. older ones, the, yeah. you know. And that's kind of what you do. You Control the numbers. For the oh, older. man, I like to cook, kill the mature ones. The young ones sure taste better. But. <laughs> Is that the same way you grill elk? Yeah, exactly. You could. Yeah, it's yeah. venison. Yeah. You can do beef the same way, too. If you if you, if you you if you didn't want to do uh, venison, you could do – take a, a – you know, fillet of beef and, you know, the whole tenderloin to do that too. Yeah. I think I said that when I talked about it. You did. Some people, I mean, some people, I guess they're, don't want to cook deer meat or have some, you know, aversions to it. Yeah. So, Apparently, a lot of people do. But I also I'm don't think, stop if you've it. never had good deer meat, you didn't you have someone, yeah, yeah, you didn't have someone that was cooking it correctly. Um, somebody said, I've never had deer before. <laughs> Isn't that a little too rare? No, not at all. I like it. That's like, I like it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it might be too rare for some people, but that, that's man, take that's it up it five more degrees. If it is, yeah. Like, yeah, cook it to your likeness. That's uh, I mean, this is how I do it. I ain't saying this the right way. I'm saying it's how I do it and how I like it. Somebody said, "Can you recommend a place where I can get a good set of grill grates?" Grillgrate.com. Most they local make the best. Um, barbecue shops carry it too. Local barbecue shops. I think it's in Ace Hardware's. Yeah. Um. Definitely online, and the shipping's not bad on them. You can probably find them on Amazon. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think Amazon does care. Uh, I know locally here, uh, I know Mark Lambert sells them at uh, Swan. Uh, does he? Yeah, Down there in Bahia? In Bahia yeah. was SSOMD Distribution Center. Uh, Brad sells them at the butcher shop in South Haven. And, or the, is it the butcher's block? I think that's what his Yeah, butcher's block. Butcher's block in South Haven. Um, and Jimmy Shotwell sells them, I think, out at Memphis Barbecue mm-hmm. Supply. I know too. he does. Yeah. So that's three local places right off the top of my head. I know that have them in the in the kind of Memphis area. Um, I love this one, Malcolm Reed. Did did I just catch you wearing Crocs? They hadn't been watching your videos long. Heck yeah, I rock the Crocs, man. Rock the Crocs, and sometimes I wear them with socks. <laughs> it is Dr. Seuss week. So I do a little rhyming. I got some Crocs on right now. The no slips. He got not one. It's the no slip restaurant, Johns. But two pairs for Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. I'm rocking them, and don't th- I, I ain't shame. That's, I wore them in the Bahamas. That's all. You, did you bring anything? Yeah, other than I wore my boat shoes. I mean, for my fancy shoes. The rest of the time, I'm going for maximum comfort <laughs> and and safety. I don't have the opened up Crocs. I've got like the restaurant clog style ones. Yeah. These are the Mario Batali's. They have the the. Like something now, regular pair of Crocs, you'll kill yourself in them. They're slick on bottom, but these are like no skid. 
I mean, you yeah, gotta, you gotta spend a little They're bit very... more money for these Crocs. <laughs> they still Crocs. <laughs> but but I, Crocs I wear them because of the, I wear them really because of the slippage factor. You, can, I can walk on ice with these things and, and not slip. I mean, they have they have some grip to them. But if he's, I, I mean, I'm not gonna pick, take it off, and show you the bottom of it right now. But it's got, it's got, it doesn't have. You can look like, it up online. Yeah, look them up, man. Look up the Mario Batalis. But you get the gray, not the not orange. the bright orange. Yeah. I've never been that bold. Maybe I need to step out and get me some of those. <laughs> Give me some blue socks. I can rock the Charger colors. Orange orange Crocs with the, the bright blue socks. They have some that are Take like flames and oh, yeah. peppers printed, different things. Lambert had some uh, fire ones and some bacon, bacon. ones. Bacon. Yeah. I think he had some eggs. This is a, you know, this it's kind of a it's a restaurant thing. It is. Yeah. People people wear those. I mean, they ain't for everybody. Hey, I don't care. They ain't worried about You think I care about my style? Check me out. I'm in my own style. But uh, that's a, it's more for... One, foot fatigue, slippage, comfort. If you're on your feet a lot, hey. Think, do it's you a think, of my madness. do you think this recipe would be good on the big green egg? Which one? Oh, the, the big deer? deer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was, I was thinking about the pizza. <laughs> you went I was to like, your croc thing. I, I, I cooked it on the, I cooked the pizza on the egg. We're talking deer. Yeah. yeah. You can do that on any, any grill. Just hot any and fast, seared. Yeah, seared hot and fast. The one thing I'm telling you, what made a difference in that one was pre-cooking that bacon a little yeah. bit. Because I don't know if anybody asked that question, but if if you was to put raw bacon around those fillets and cook them, it, the bacon never would get done. I mean, many people may not know this, but bacon's safe to eat right out of the yeah. pack too. It's been cooked properly. Now, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of raw bacon. It's not really raw. It's been it's been smoked to 140. But uh, I like my bacon a little brown and. Going ahead and cooking it for six, seven minutes in the oven, and then wrapping it around the fillet, and then finishing it is perfect. So, this person says, "Was the bacon raw when you wrapped it around the fillet?" I'm not sure. Six minutes is enough to cook it, but I could be wrong. Thanks. I just answered that. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a question. You you finished cooking it on the grill. You're just giving it. It was pretty. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just kind of browned it for six minutes. He was talking about if you put it on raw. He's not sure six minutes would cook bacon because that's about as long oh, as the fillet okay. cooked. Was the bacon so bacon really cooked about 12 minutes total. total yeah. 12 to 8. Um, okay. Can you marinate it overnight or would that be too long of a soak? I've soaked deer meat overnight. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's not too long. And this is one. Um, Just back off on your salt when you see it, when you re-season it because it's going it's to pick up more salt flavor in that marinade. So this person, they said the only thing that penetrates meat is salt. Not flavor, not sauce, just salt. It's a scientific hmm. fact. The marinade does nothing more than sit on top of the surface of the meat. Is that true, or do you know? I don't think it's true. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I tell you what, I'd cook some. That's a good that question. Just salt it and cook some of that marinade and see if you think it's tasted inside. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, there's I a point tasted. to where marinade. Can, it depends on how long you leave it in there. When you're brining something, marinades do the same thing. It's just a quicker brine. You're not going to get it in a couple hours. You're not getting it in real deep. Yeah. But it's really giving the outside some good flavor. Yeah. And I so mean, I... You, you get these purist people, man. They think they know it all. It's, it's don't, some of them say use nothing but salt. Some of them say don't put salt on to the end. I mean, it's his own. I think if, that, if that's what you like to do it, do it. That's the main thing. My thing is fire it up and cook it. <laughs> yeah. Main thing is get out there and get yeah. it. Um. You don't have to marinate it. You can cook that deer without it, too. You've tried something one time where we were cooking pork loins, and one of them you marinated for several hours. 
And one of them you marinated for a couple, like 30, 45 minutes. And the one that you marinated for several hours had much more flavor yeah, when yeah. you were Cause, done. Because it gives it that brine. Yeah. I mean, you, get, you do get those flavors inside. Yeah. The salt does penetrate the meat. But as what, what's happening is those the muscle fibers are letting stuff in as it's letting stuff out. It's kind of an osmosis type reaction. And some of those flavors are carrying in from the salts going in the meat. All that's all that's getting inside it. You really want to get it in there, inject it in there. You there you that. go. Can you inject steak like that? I never tried it, but yeah. I guess you could. Okay. My new thing is I want to inject ribs. Somebody told me about it the other day, how good it is, so I'm going to try it. I've been hearing about that for a while. I've never tried to inject ribs of yeah. all the things I've done. So how do you do that? What Stick do you inject it, it with? Like a pork injection? Mm-hmm. Stick it down in between the bones, pull it out slow. I'm going to try it, see if it changes. I'm be worried about it changing the texture of the meat too, well, too yeah. much. I've always heard negative things about it. Yeah. I'm going to try it, though. Maybe that's what they tell you so you don't do it. So I don't do it. <laughs> so what's I've on- marinated ribs, and they do really well. Yeah. I've brined ribs, and they do really well. There was a time when y'all were dry brining ribs, competition ribs. They were awesome, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what's on deck this weekend, baby? We're going to judge, uh, do some judging this weekend. Mm-hmm. I got you lined up to judge hot wings tonight and ribs tomorrow in Tupelo, Mississippi, out at the, I think it's called the Trace Country Club. They're doing, I got a buddy of mine from college there, the, the, his country club's having just a little backyard style contest and we're going over to help them out with the, Make sure it's on the up and up. Make sure it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and to drink some beer. You're just going to drink beer and eat ribs. <laughs> but, yeah, it's going to be fun. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go to Tupelo. Uh, take him, um, we're going to take Michael with him. I want to show him how what to judge it. He's never been back there. He's always asked about what judging, you know, how they judge and all that. Yeah. So I'm, gonna, I'm really going to kind of show him, let him. I want him to, you know, help bring some of the meat out and see what's going on, see what we're doing. And that's a perfect environment to get a kid involved with barbecue judging, too. Mm-hmm. And to kind of show them because he's he's really getting interested. You know, I'm big. I think it's important that you get your kids out there and, and get them cooking with you and get them involved because they have a lot of fun doing it. And it's something that I enjoy and I, and I want them to enjoy it too. So And it's teaching them a skill they can <clears throat> use for the rest of their life, really. Yeah. You know? But that's going to be – so that's my plan for the weekend. It's Sunday. Um, I've got some new seasonings. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've got some new seasons we've been working on. I kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit. Um, it's it's some different stuff. It's not just barbecue stuff. I've got like a a, um, a Caribbean seasoning. I've got a, a Mexican style seasoning, and I've got a, a a Creole or kind of a Cajun seasoning that I've been working on for a while. And I've got I've been working. Uh, you know, a buddy of mine owns a spice company, Shane Shane Lynn Towns and Spices, and uh, he does he does like some smaller batch stuff. I mean, he does all kinds of stuff. I want to bring him on, maybe to talk about rubs or. I've been wanting uh, is, to do is, like a, this is because we get so many questions about how do I make my own rub. Yeah, I'd love for him to come on and show you how to make a basic rub. I think to, a base that you could build off of. Yeah, I think I'm gonna line that up with, with him to, to come in and maybe do a little video of making a rub or what it yeah. takes to make a basic rub, and then you could turn that into your own. That's kind of what, what a lot of people do. With, yeah, you know, with, you got to start somewhere. Um, and and so I think that'd be a really cool thing. Well, I'm going through that process again right now. With some of these new flavors, and I've got some. So the, the way that we'll talk about the process, if I can get him to come to the podcast yeah. and all that, or the video, the process of getting but, a going from your recipe that you like 
to actually having it in a bottle to sell. Yeah, because what I'm it's doing a now. <laughs> Well, I've, you know, I've had the recipes, and you send it to them. You send, you know, I make up a batch, and I send them a recipe, and then they'll send you one back to see how it batches out with their stuff. And so now I'm at the point where I've got some samples back that I like, and I'm trying to tweak them. So I'm cooking. So my plan was Sunday, I'm going to do some chicken wings with some different style because chickens are really good uh, neutral. Ta- you know, it can take on whatever flavor of the seasons you put on it, and it cooks fast, so it's good to practice with. So I'm just going to do some wings with these different flavors, and that's what we're going to do Sunday. And Michael's cooking chicken legs. Yeah, he's I'm got a kids' cook coming up where he's cooking chicken legs. So, so. we're going to do some practicing mm-hmm. with the pit barrel junior on that because that's going to be his smoker for doing legs. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about these new seasonings, and I hope uh, it may be a year before I ever get them out. Who knows? Yeah, we're, I mean it's a process. Well, because we're working with the label, so you're working with the designer. For the labels, and that's the whole thing. And then you have to go to the label company and work with them with the, you know, what kind of dyes they have and get all that made and get the proofs back. And it's a process. And get the seasoning company to prove the proofs before you. And then we have to deal with GS1 to get the barcodes for them and, and make sure we get the right nutritional deck on it. So it's a. It's a process. I think it'd be good for us to do a podcast with him all about yeah, how to do it. I know? had that as a note here. I wanted to mention that. I'm glad you brought that up because that's. I think you brought that up. Well, whoever did. <laughs> they're, they're I actually genius. had judging. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so this is one that I, a topic that, so we were going to Tupelo and then we're going to, you know, of course, get a room stay all night. So we're going to drive back and forth. And I found um, one of the guys that's going to be judging with this. And I, I can't, McCrory told me his name. I can't remember his name, but he owns a, he owns like a little uh, restaurant, bar, live music type place called the Blue Canoe in Tupelo. And we were looking it up. And they have a dessert there that's been voted, or I don't know if it's been voted or they were just awarded the best dessert state of Mississippi three years in a row. That's pretty impressive. And it is for a blueberry bread pudding. It's a blueberry donut, donut bread, bread pudding. pudding. I'm going to get that. Okay. That's what I wanted. That's what I want to talk to you that's about. That's going to be your cheat. Well, you know, it's so. Do you remember going to cook in Tupelo? Yeah, that's going to be my cheat. <laughs> But uh, we we used to cook. Well, they used to have the Tupelo Barbecue Duel, which was a big KCBS barbecue contest in in Tupelo. For a while, it was an MBN, which is about two hours from where we live. Yeah, it's not too far. It was MBN, then it switched to you KCBS. Won the, you won the very first one. Yeah, it was like a hundred teams, and you and Waylon and Killer Hogs won the very first one. Yep. and then y'all won the very last, last one. one. Yep. Yeah, no, yep. so I won that one twice. But they always every Saturday morning they would bring out. Biscuits and these blueberry donuts. And it was Connie's blueberry donuts, I think is what they were called. And man, they were the best, the best blueberry donuts you ever had. So this blue canoe place is taking those donuts that are made locally there in Tupelo and they're turning it into a bread pudding. Which you love blueberry donuts. And I love bread you pudding. You love bread <laughs> I, might, I might make a video of this. I mean, I'm going to have inspiration. Yeah. Or maybe a chocolate or just a donut bread pudding sounds That's good. That's good. Yeah. Is it? I, I guarantee you people have done Krispy yeah, Kreme. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think Paula Dean has, a, has one with Krispy Kreme. She has something where she uses Krispy Kreme, Krispy Kreme donuts for dessert. I've seen them used for like hamburger buns. <sighs> I just Would don't you try know that? about that. I mean, Sweet, I'm salty. I'm try anything. Yeah. If you'll try a comp pistol, you'll try anything. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bad. That wasn't even the worst some, thing I've ever some eaten. Some rando bohemian tells you to eat this <laughs> pistol off a of comp. Okay. <laughs> it's amazing what you'll do with a few clicks in you. But that's... Uh, What's oh, your yeah. recipe for next week? Anything? Uh, You've been I, tossing some ideas Yeah, I've been around. tossing some ideas. I really, I, 
Well, I'm, I met won. a guy. I met a guy from Maryland, and yeah, I've been. I've had uh, like Maryland Baltimore style pit beef on my list to do for for a long time. I just never done it. And then so I met a guy that was cooking steaks there. He's a barbecue guy from Maryland, and man, I can't remember his name right now. I wish I I need to shout it out, but I'm sorry. But I'll anyway, have to look it up. I, yeah. I got his card. Hold on, I do have his card. I'm gonna get it out. That way I can throw a shout out out there because he told me he's going to share a pit beef recipe. All fired up barbecue, Don Schroeder. And he is from Maryland. Him and his wife were there in SCA. Shout out, Don, if you're watching. I don't know if he watches my podcast or not. Probably not. But, <laughs> but we, we had a long conversation uh, about uh, pit beef, which is yeah. a thing in Maryland and more specifically Baltimore. That instead of just, I mean, that's their style of barbecue. And what it is, they take it's, – it's top round or bottom round? I can't remember. I think it's top round. Top round beef roast. And they season them up. They put them on a pit. And they kind of char them up real good. Over fire. It's got to be over live fire. It's not like – it looks like a smoker, but the coals – Is it like Santa Maria style? No, because it's a, it's a pit. But the coals are right under it. So they just build their fire. They, you know, I guess they take lump charcoal, logs, whatever, burn it down. they got a good bed of coals going. They'll – char off these roasts and then they'll move them over to the side kind of and just finish them to rare medium rare and then they take that pit beef off and they run it through a slicer that's see that's the Did one they thing rest it real good i mean yeah i imagine it's rested some because it'd be hard to slice it real hot yeah. but then they slice it super thin they pile it up on kaiser rolls usually with the like a creamy horseradish like yeah, we do yeah. or barbecue sauce that's what uh, dom is telling me they he serves his he does a Head he does contest but yeah but he also does a some catering and some vending to su- support his habit <laughs> contest <laughs> and so he serves it with head crunch. He said people go crazy over it. I've seen him do it. Um, I've, I've seen him do it with like thin sliced onions and the creamy horseradish sauce. But um, man, I really want to try. It. Uh, that and sounds wanna, good. Yeah. Then I want to go. I told Don. I said, man, I got to come. Up to, I want to come up there. You know, I want to I come try at one of these you know famous places to do pit beef. And so that's oh, man. that. So, is that your recipe for next week? I don't know. It depends on you. Also, been talking slicer. about uh, doing I have your a cheap slicer, pastrami? but I don't think it'll work. Yeah, but see, that's going to take some time. Yeah, I do have a brisket in the freezer. I was going to thaw out, and I was going to uh, get it soaking in some corn, you know, corn it. Yeah, and then I was going to smoke it to do some some smoked. Uh, I've done beef pastrami, like smoked pastrami, before on the grill, but I've never took a raw brisket. And through all the steps yeah. and seeing how it would turn out. So that one's going to be kind of a how I do it and an experiment because I've never done it. <laughs> so that's going to be my premise on it. We're going to find out what it's going to do and see if it works. But I need a slicer for that too. So I like I like the slice of pastrami. I just got to go buy. I need to go Monday see if I can find a decent slicer. Yeah. Maybe a restaurant. Would Restaurant Depot? I don't need, I don't need that anything? commercial one. I, oh, I'm okay. thinking just a good one from like Bass Pro. Like or, Lynn? Yeah, uh, yeah, something Leon, like that. Yeah, because yeah. the one I have is like a cheap Harbor Freight one, and it just won't stand up. I mean, I've used it before, but it's plastic mainly, and I need a metal one. Yeah, I need a metal. I need I need something a little heavier duty. You probably Not, need that anyway. Yeah. There's been several times when we've needed, you know. The last slicer. thing that I have. So you're telling me you don't have a plan for next week? I got plenty of plans. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. To, it's I'm like I'm like Hannibal. I love it when a plan comes together. But anyway. Um, one last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up. I don't know what else you have. No, I'm done. But, um, man, the river's coming up. 
Oh, Memphis and Maine. And we've, and we've, we've, uh, Send in our application. We're doing actually. We're actually switching to ribs this year, trying to get us a different location in the park. Excited yeah. about that. Well, for years but, we've been on the edge down a dirt road, and it was nice and secluded yeah. and stuff. Bent shoulders. Yeah, but it was so far away from everyone. This and year we loved we're moving it. to the crowd. Yeah, we're gonna be in amongst them, and we want people to we stop won't. by and see us. And we're gonna hopefully do a podcast. We're gonna get into all that. We got plenty of time to talk about. Minnesota. Yeah, we got a lot of planning. To What's do. worrying me is the river because it's flooded before. What was that? I, did you? 2012, it was something like that. The river got out of its banks, flooded Tomley Park. There's this whole thing in Memphis going on right now with them. I mean, they're kind of up. They've got everybody up in arms about the, the changes to Tomley Park, what they proposed, how layout, how the layout's going to be different, and people are worried about them moving Memphis in May. Well, now nobody's saying anything about the river coming up. And this year we've had so much rain, and it doesn't look like it's going to stop. Um it hasn't even come close, and it's a, it's a way that my brother works downtown. He's like, man, the river's already – it ain't to the, over the bank yet, but it's getting close, and we've still got spring ahead of us before. So I'm starting to worry about that, and I don't care. You know, when they moved it to Tiger Lane, which is out at the fairgrounds where Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium is in Memphis, was the best location that – I've ever cooked at Memphis and May. Now, I love being down there on the river. There's something about it cooking right there, uh, you know, but you're always contending with mud. Um, it's It can be really hot, too. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a it can be miserable. It's to hard to get in, hard to get in out. out. There at Tiger Lane, which is, if anybody wants to throw my name in the hat, I'm voting for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was so easy. That was the best ran year as far as having room, the logistics of getting in and out. The crowds there had plenty of room to deal with all that. It was yeah. just perfect. It was perfect. I mean, you're fighting for every little inch down on the yeah, river. Yeah, for sure. And it's, man, it's so hard to get your stuff in and out. It'll take you hours just to go from this, you know, from where the, where you turn into the park to drive down to your spot to unload it and, oh, yeah. you know, to set things up at Tiger Lane. What You didn't have that problem. Not but at you didn't all. have the river either. So, yeah. But anyway, so that was, that was my little, Take on that. We'll be talking about that more um, as we get closer. To, as well, I might do a Memphis and May update every week. <laughs> That's the update is just to throw it out there right now and know that there's. It's know, a big deal to us. Go down there and take a picture of the river. I'm gonna see if I can get some pictures and maybe put it on the blog or something, yeah. or go down there and do a little live video. Yeah, of what it's like. That'd be a good one. It'd be a good excuse to go down there and Hang eat out. a foe. Yeah, yeah. There get you a foe for lunch. There you go. Well, hey, um, anything else we're gonna talk about? Today on the podcast? No. That's it. Well, Shell, uh, tell them where they can find us if they want to. If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to Barbecue Right, How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Twitter and Instagram. You got the followers coming up too. Mm-hmm. About to hit a thousand yet? No. It's coming. <laughs> well, hey, we appreciate y'all checking us out on the podcast. Um, we'll try to keep doing them every week. So we'll see y'all next time.